What's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. The most professional production studio truly in all of Toronto. Yeah, is this one right here? Welcome back to a Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday edition yeah. of the nightly morning show, edition number sixty-eight. Yeah, you know what that means. I do. Tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow is 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 a big day. Don't miss it, y'all. Don't don't miss it. <laughs> the funny thing is, we have literally nothing planned. That's true. Maybe we could, like, only pull, like, maybe tomorrow we only pull news from, like, Pornhub. Pornhub news? Yeah. Does Pornhub have news? I don't know. But we'll find out. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Welcome that. back to a very special day here at the Nerdy Nightly, because why are you watching this? The president is being impeached right now. Yeah, go watch so that. There's more important things... I'm kidding. You don't have to watch them uh, yell at each other and vote all day, but it does look like the President of the United States is going to be impeached for a second time today. Uh, and w I don't think that we're showing our hand politically here by saying good. Yeah, I mean, you y'all know us. That's we're, we're, we're like, great, awesome. Oh my god. And we're here to provide <laughs> you with a brief respite from that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, 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 I think it would have been weird to not bring it up. Yeah. To ignore what today Just is. Ignore what's happening. <clears throat> it is a, it's a massive moment. It is uh, never happened before. Uh, granted, you could say that about most of the things that have happened in the last four years. But yeah, true. here we are. And we are... Yeah. <sighs> Living in a strange, strange world. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, though, you know, it's time. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. Let's... Let's get done... Hopefully move on and, you know, just, oh God, I hate that man. But anyways, <laughs> in, in... <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm all right. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking at this new 28 day lockdown that's being imposed on Toronto and being like, does the outside world exist anymore? I, I'm not sure. Cause actually. we, I, I have not, we like ran into someone who lives in the same house that we live in. Yeah. Because we live in a house that's separated into apartments. And we ran into him, and I was like, I have not seen you. This person who lives directly below me. Literally. In months? And I was like, oh, wow. Like, his beard had fully grown in. I was like, I, I don't interact with other humans. Yeah. I don't interact with other humans. And just it is me. just, literally just you. Yeah. And it is a bizarre... And we have so many friends online now. And it's great. And like, you know, I, I spend most of my days talking with more people than I talked with numbers wise. Yeah. Pre Twitch and pre COVID. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm more isolated. And it is just, it is a bizarre world. Yeah. That we're all just doing our best then, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. We're all just like struggling through together. But, you know, <clears throat> there, there <throat> is a light at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> and we just have to be patient. Um, This, you know, this this harsher lockdown mm. sucks we were supposed to help a friend uh on friday move stuff to the new apartment and mm -hmm. you know we can no longer do that and it's wild because like, we might get arrested yeah 
Yeah. Oh. It's just, like, wild how, like, excited I was for that. Like, mm-hmm. to see them, you know, like, obviously with masks on and mostly outdoors, but, like, still to, like, see other people. And I'm just, like, sad now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this is about keeping as many people alive through this pandemic as possible. And so we're going to do our part. And we are going yep. to be live here Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, doing the nightly morning show. We are going to continue to be on Twitch uh, six days a week. Yeah. Maybe seven if you add up fourth stream. No, and, I, <clears throat> no, it would not be on Friday. We need one day. We off. need one day off. Actually, no, that's that's a lie. We are on Twitch seven mm. days a week. We are on Twitch seven days a week with the morning show. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Oh yeah, we are always on Twitch. We're always here for you, friends. You can always find us. And Monday through Friday, we do the news. Actually, I never asked before we get in the news. How are you doing? I just talked. I'm good. Yeah. All right, the news. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy, but what's new? In news that I, w- I woke up, I rolled over, I grabbed my phone, as I do every morning of the morning show. I, d- I try not to do this on days we don't have the morning show. On the show. weekends, yeah. But, you know, we, we do the morning show, and I'm like, I have to know if there's any big news that we're going to talk about. I need to start getting ready for the show, send up lights and everything. Mm-hmm. Open Twitter, and what's the first thing I see? All right? I expected Donald Trump is being impeached. No. Nay. My friends... Ubisoft's massive studio is teaming up with Lucasfilm Games in order to bring us an open-world RPG set in a galaxy far, far away. My friends, we're getting the Star Wars game I have been dreaming about since before open-world RPGs existed. Because this is this is what my fantasies were as a child. Yeah. And it's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's like, that's one of the things... Like, before I even knew what, like, an open world, like, RPG was, Mm -hmm. that I wanted. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? 100%. Oh, this is so exciting. It's so exciting. What what era do you think it's going to take place in? Um, I mean, like, here's the thing. I want it to be Old Republic. I feel like it will be. But I don't think it will be. You don't? No, I think it will be High Republic. Just because that's where all of the books and that that's where all of the efforts of Lucasfilm Publishing is at right now. Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. getting we're getting the Acolyte, which is going to be the live action series set in the High Republic. Right. There's rumors that there's also an animated High Republic show coming. Uh, we're getting uh, starting last week. We're starting to get, and I haven't read any of it yet, which I feel bad about, but I just haven't had time. Um, uh, books and comics set in the High Republic era. And so by putting it in that space, you know, they just introduced young Yoda in the High Republic. Uh, Yoda is like um, uh, 500 years old in the comic book that he was just introduced in. So we're, we're kind of looking at, I, I think that era would make sense. You could have your character able to interact with a younger Yoda. Um, you could basically have an open world RPG set in a world that isn't tied to the main storyline of the uh, Skywalker saga. Right. So you don't have to worry so much about canon uh, implications there. Yeah. Um, and you know, the old Republic is such a revered thing that like, I almost think Lucasfilm wants to stay away from talking about it until yeah. they figure out how to do it right. Cause I think they know that if they do it wrong, they're going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah. So in their efforts to do it right, I think they'll stick to the high Republic, which yeah. will be, which will be really cool. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I would be happy with that. And I, I could totally understand their reasoning for it mm-hmm. as well, to be in that, like, that, that makes sense to me. Um, uh, wow, we, I, I know it's not going to come out anytime soon, mm-hmm. obviously, 
But, like, I cannot wait to play this game with you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is going to you know be I mean? huge for my Twitch channel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, if we all become Jedi together, like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that just, get, ah, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> well, and, you know, this will be the first game that I'm going to play the way that Wargamester plays Skyrim. Where, like, I have to know every single thing about it. Yeah. And, the, you know, this is the kind of game that I will, a- after I've beaten it twice and I'm not, like, n- literally nothing can be spoiled for me, I-, I can't wait to watch other streamers play it. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what kinds of Jedis people create. Yeah. And I know that there is the Star Wars MMO for that, but I- MMOs just don't get me. The-, the gameplay style has never really got me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm so, so beyond excited for this. Uh, I think that Ubisoft has made good open world RPGs. Mm-hmm. I really love, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. If you could make me feel like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, wow. That yeah. would be perfection. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not quite Valhalla. Maybe a little bit more fluid than Valhalla. Fair enough. They All just, right. they made the, they made the combat chunkier. And in order to make it more realistic, it's chunkier. But sometimes when you make it, like, chunky, like a realistic thing is, it's hard to, like, grasp that feeling through the controller. And it just doesn't, like, work the same way. Mm -hmm. Whereas Odyssey was... The combat was so smooth, which is kind of what lightsaber combat feels like it should be to me. Yes. And so I really hope they go down that road. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely going to have to be well done. Otherwise, they're going to upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the combat especially is going to be a really big factor. Oh, 100%. Um, I do have to wonder, th- th- this does bring up a lot of questions to me about whether or not EA still has any sort of deal with Lucasfilm games. Because I was under the impression that the deal with Lucasfilm and EA was going to last a couple more years. Hmm. Um, at least until Battle uh, Battlefront 3 were to come out. It looks now, obviously, like that is not the case. Yeah. Um, because not only are we going to be getting this Star Wars open world RPG, but we're also getting, and this is so cool, we're getting an Indiana Jones game from, yeah. I think it's called Machine Games. Um, let me just bump over. Uh, from Bethesda Studio, uh, Machine Games at Bethesda, mm-hmm. is going to be making an Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I just, I'm really curious, you know, because obviously Indiana Jones is also a Lucasfilm property. Yeah. Um, Lucasfilm, obviously, um, owned by Disney, as uh, Hamitators is saying in the chat. Uh, the So Indiana Jones is coming mm-hmm. from Bethesda. Yes. Star Wars is coming from Ubisoft. Neither of those are EA. Yeah. So are they done with EA completely? Does this mean we're not getting Battlefront 3, which I, I do want? Hmm. I want Battlefront 3 with, like, some Mandalorian content, maybe some, like, New Republic Rangers content once that show comes out. Yeah. Um, I want Ahsoka finally in a Battlefront game, because she was never put into Battlefront 2, which is a tragedy. Yeah. Truly a tragedy. They put out Clone Wars stuff. You could get freaking Anakin and Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars outfits, but you didn't put Ahsoka Tano in the game. Like, what are you thinking? How dare. She's your best character, Disney. Get on it. And you are. You're making a TV show. I'm very happy. Don't think I'm not happy. I'm a pleased, I'm a pleased little fanboy, but I just, I just think, yeah, I don't know. I want Ahsoka Tano. Make an Ahsoka Tano video game. Do it. That would be fun. Right? Give me Fallen Order 2 and then give me Fallen Order Ahsoka Tano. Just because though other companies are working on Star Wars stuff doesn't mean that there can't be a Battlefront 3. Uh, no, no, not at all. I just, I wonder if 
EA would be interested in making Star Wars content if they don't have exclusive rights to Star Wars content. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But, like, Battlefront 2 is so popular that, like, I don't know. I feel it like was. I mean, obviously, now that they're not putting out new content, it's less. Uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. But, like, the audience would be there for a Battlefront 3, so. It really depends. Know. Here's the thing. They messed up the Battlefront 2 launch so badly. Like, people are still upset about how the Battlefront 2 launch went. Really? So they would have to do a lot, yeah, because of all the microtransactions and loot boxes and the fact that, you well, know, did the game that. almost got shut down for being gambling. and um, Right. They, they would have to do a lot to earn back the faith of the consumer. Yeah. Um, which I think they could do. I, I think Star Wars Squadrons went a long way in doing that. I, I also think it's weird to talk about EA losing their, like, exclusivity to Star Wars right after Star Wars Squadrons came out and was yeah. a, a huge hit as far as I'm aware. Yeah. People love so. that game. I love that game. Um, for 40 bucks, it was a great gaming experience and I, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just weird. Yeah. Still gonna try it in VR. Um, so here, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. If, so say we're, so we're getting this open world RPG. Mm-hmm. Would you want it to be more like Skyrim where you can kind of do whatever you want. I, I guess my question is, do you want it to be a Jedi game or a game where you can play as a Jedi or a mercenary and kind of choose your... I want I want to be able to choose. You know, if I want to, if I want to go like Han Solo style, I want to be able to choose that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes for a more interesting game. You know, you talked about like this being like your Skyrim as like Skyrim is for a war gamester. Mm-hmm. And like the way that you have that is you have different um, weapons, different abilities, different things that um, things you can do. And I think that if you're only having Jedi, you limit yourself in a way that I don't think you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see why they would do that. I could see them doing something like Cyberpunk, where there are three options at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Street Kid, Nomad, uh, and uh, cri- not Crypto. Uh, Corpo. Corpo. Um, uh, and the those three life paths. In, in Cyberpunk, it just gives you some different dialogue options. It gives you a different start. Uh, it doesn't change a lot after that point. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing something like that because you would have to have like the backstory of a Jedi to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the big thing for a lot of people in this game is that they're going to want to be able to be Sith. And it is hard to tell an RT, it, it, just from a scripting standpoint, it's hard to come up with an RPG story that would allow you to be both a Jedi uh, who could also become a Sith mm-hmm. and also a mercenary. Like it just creates kind of a, because there has to be some kind of plot. Yeah. And so it does create a... Or like main quest line. I, you know, it, it, it complicates things, right? And if they if they were to choose to make it like your main weapon is a lightsaber and you are a force user, that that uncomplicates a lot of the problems of how to build the game out. At the same time, I would prefer that the game gave you the option well, maybe... to be Boba Fett if you wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, well, I want that. Not yeah. the literal Boba Fett, but to like a, a mercenary with a jetpack and I want to be a Mandalorian. <gasps> what if it's set during the Jedi Mandalorian Wars and you have to choose a side? you could be a Jedi or a Mandalorian fighting against a Jedi or the Mandalorians. That would be so that cool. That would be pretty cool. That would, that would be amazing. I definitely think for this game, they're going to have to have some kind of like choice at the beginning that I do, that determines what side you're on. Because, um, uh, because there's so many polar opposites in this world. Um... I want a Jedi Mandalorian game so bad now. I, I don't know why I'm just doing this to myself. Because it's not going to happen. That's not going to be what it's going to be. 
You never know. I'm crying. <laughs> Why am I crying? Hey, you never know. I just got so excited. <laughs> Mandalorian is doing well. You never know. I got so excited about a thought that I had. <laughs> oh my god. What I've if you there. are a Mandalorian, but there is an option to become a Jedi Mandalorian? Because there was one Jedi Mandalorian. He was the wielder of the Darksaber. Oh. Don't worry about the Darksaber. No spoilers. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, so we we so that's the game that we want from the Star Wars one. As mm-hmm. far as Indiana Jones goes, what kind of game I'm literally crying out of excitement? Are you good? I have a problem. I have a problem. I get I get too excited sometimes, and okay, when I get excited, I cry. It's very <laughs> it's very silly. Nah, it's not a problem. I understand that. Yeah, but like, why do I cry when I'm excited? Like, who because does that? It's emotional. But like, it's not nothing happened. I came up with a thought myself. And then I just start to cry. Oh, my God. I can make... You know what? There's a lot of actors who are like, oh, you know, if you want to cry, like, think of your dog dying. And, like, that, like, triggers it for people, right? Yeah. And that's, like, there's, like, a sense memory. It's a whole acting. It's it's garbage. Um, it's, it's, it's a bad technique because, like, it, it, it's... You're just emotionally traumatizing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, well um, I, I would like to just go on the record and say don't really condone a lot of method acting techniques. Um, but then my technique is that if I need to be really sad in a scene, I think about the sequence in Avengers where Spider-Man has the gauntlet and all the Avengers are helping him get the gauntlet through the crowd... <laughs> And then I just start to cry because I'm so happy and I'm so excited. And then in the scene, I look very sad and I'm very emotional. And I'm like, I can't believe you never loved me. But in the inside, all I'm seeing is Valkyrie on a Pegasus throwing Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's amazing. I love that. And that's... (laughs) Should I teach an acting class on YouTube? Yes, please. If you need to cry in a scene, just... Remember the moment in time when the camera spins around the six Avengers in the middle of New York City and just picture that over and over and over again until the excitement in your heart wells up and the springs of your eyes pour forth that sweet, sweet liquid. Alright, never mind. I changed my mind. Don't make a video. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. What else have we got for Speaking news? of things that make David... No, no, wait. What kind of Indiana Jones game do you want? Oh, right. Should uh, they just, like, make it basically what the Tomb Raider games have been? Well, I was going to say, I don't really know... Or an how, Uncharted game? I don't really know how it's going to, like, be different. But I think people mm-hmm. are going to buy it because it's Indiana Jones. Here's the thing. All I want is for it to be, like, a good Uncharted game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to have a whip. Uh, the only difference is I want to have a whip. Yeah. Because it's very... Dark Dispatch in the chat is saying that they haven't seen the Avengers. Which is just a tragedy. <sighs> Alright, moving on. Um, speaking of superhero team-up movies that uh, I cry about when I get excited, Harry Lennox is confirmed that he is going to be playing the Martian Manhunter in just... Not Joss Whedon's. Oh my god. In <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, Harry Lennox, for those you don't know, plays the military general in um, uh, Man of Steel. And Batman v Superman, and he is in Justice League, but uh, we always knew he was in Justice League, he'd return for that movie, but in the uh, Joss Whedon cut, obviously his being revealed as being the Martian Manhunter was not there, yeah. but Harry Lennox, a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. um, super serious dude, uh, probably not in real life, but in movies he's always like... Yeah. Um, he has confirmed he is going to be the Martian Manhunter, he's going to be John Jones. 
Ja'on, Ja'ons. Um, How <clears throat> long is this going to be? Oh, it's going, it's, it's never going to end. Once you turn it on, you're not actually allowed to turn it off. Oh my god. Uh, it looks like it's going to be just a quick cameo, but it does look like Harry Lennox That's did fair. return to uh, do some of the reshoots. Okay. Late 2020. I can't believe I can say late 2020 and that's last year. Yeah, <sighs> that's weird. Are you, like are you a fan it. of the Martian Manhunter? I don't know it. Cool. Yeah. He's a shape-shifting uh, green Martian who came to Earth as the last green Martian after the white Martians wiped out the green Martians. And he's great. He's uh, in a lot of Justice League comics. He's one of the founding members. He's the green guy with the red X on his chest and the purple coat. No? Okay, no. cool. No. Uh, Marsh Manhunter's dope. He's a great character. He right. is, in a lot of stories, he's used as being the conscience of the Justice League. Um, mm. Because he has that uh, survivor's mentality of coming from a decimated culture, mm -hmm. he brings a lot of, you know, he's very anti-genocide. Everyone's anti-genocide. But he, he's very aware of how the actions of the Justice League could bring about those kinds of uh, fortunes for uh, a populace mm -hmm. and for that reason he's actually a really good Justice League character and I I think that he would be good in this Justice League in particular because it can be a little nihilistic at times yeah, a and bit. having having a having a voice of reason who's maybe a little bit more mature being like hey maybe let's not is always a good thing when you have people with superpowers yep yep <clears throat> um in other news that Ariel uh, my, my wife Clara here is gonna be very excited about we got some Lord of the Rings television updates um, this television show will be coming to Amazon Prime this year, reported, what? 2021. So, um, the Amazon, the, the, they released a synopsis for the show. Are you ready for this? Oh my god. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-Earth's history. This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin, unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung on the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long-feared re-emergence of evil to Middle-earth. From the darkest depths of the Misty Mountains to the majestic forests of the elf capital Linden to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor to the furthest reaches of the map, these kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. Huh. So we're going to recognize some people. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we know, um, I was behind call her Gwendolyn Christie. You mean Galadriel, Kate Galadriel. Blanchett? And it was like, yeah, well, Gwendolyn Christie's in it. No. Um, <laughs> Galadriel uh, is, there's a young Galadriel. Um, there is going to be, yeah, there, so I, I'm assuming that means that um, a lot of the elves that we've met will be in it. Yeah. Because they'll all be, they'll be age appropriate. Like, Legolas is thousands of years old. Yeah. They could Gwendolyn. all appear. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> That's so cool. I, uh, the, the thing about this, actually, the weird thing, I, I thought Numenor would be the thing that most excites me about this, but the elf capital of Linden mm -hmm. is such, we've never seen that. And that is such an exciting idea. That must be, that must be the wood elf capital, because I definitely thought that Rivendell was... No, Rivendell is the, isn't that like the west edge of the elf kingdom? Or it's, it's like the, Rivendell's like the... 
I don't know. Elrond lives there, so I just kind of assumed that, like, you know, your like leader lives in the capital. I thought that El- I thought that Rivendell was like Elrond's summer house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Actually, I was always under the impression that that was like Elrond's like home away from home. I I don't think so. I think he lives in Rivendell. Mm. We might get to see Elrond actually. Oh, I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's. Like the, what, do you think? Do you think they bring back Gandalf? I think that would be tough to do. Well, but he's he's he, yeah. Elrond and Gandalf are both like the right. They would exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would. Would Ian McKellen come back and be Gandalf again? Me. Because there's no reason know. for him to be younger. He's a demigod. Like no, but the thing is, he would look older. I mean, who cares about that? Uh, yeah. He's, I a, just, he's a god. He can look however he wants. I guess. What if Patrick Stewart came in to play young Gandalf? No. No, Ian McKellen is Gandalf. I just... Oh, uh, 100%. No, I agree with that. I, I feel like, if anything, it'll be like a sh- short, like, side, maybe cameo thing. But I don't think he'll have, like, a main story Maybe no I, I don't I think know. i don't think i don't think elrond i don't think any of them will have main stories yeah i think that this is going to tell yeah 100 yeah, but i have a feeling that our characters will interact with him mm-hmm. although i think that galadriel might be a main character based on the casting Which is very fun based on the fact that she's gotten so many interviews and whatnot that actress um i i do wonder how the nudity and sexual content is going to factor into this mm-hmm. because honestly the closer we get to it coming out the more i'm like i don't really need there to be any like on-screen sex in lord of the rings yeah I mostly because I, I would want to show this to like a 12 year old yeah because that's I, you know i i fell in love with lord of the rings when i was like eight yeah um reading the books and then the, and then i or not even i might have been like seven and then the books because i read the book because the movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. So the first movie was 1999. What? No, 2001. 2001. So I would have been yeah. eight. Yeah, I would have been eight when I read the first book. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the idea that this show isn't... Like, if a, a kid that age were to read the books and fall in love with the movies the way that I did at that age, that then this show wouldn't be appropriate. It's the same thing when we were talking about Batman. Where I was mm-hmm. like, Batman should always kind of be young teen friendly enough. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah this is kind of the same thing where I'm like, I don't really know that I need boobs in this. Yeah. And, and I know that that's what Amazon's doing and they, they want to compete with Game of Thrones and whatnot, but, um... Yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. Like, here's the thing. It's, you know, I just hope that they don't, like, screw it up, that it's, like, tasteful. You know what I mean? Like, I just hope that it's yeah. not, like, gratuitous. <clears throat> um, yeah. But... Uh, we don't need the, the Game of Thrones scene where the guy's n- nude being dragged by the wagon. No. And you're just like, oh, wow, that, that was something I never wanted to watch happen in live action. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't <clears throat> need that. Yeah, I think there's definitely, I think there's, there's properties where nudity's great. I just don't know if Lord of the Rings is one of them. I, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to. But we'll definitely be watching this. Do you think Tariel's gonna be in it? Ooh. That would be fun, but yes. I don't think so. Yeah, I thought so too. Just because, and and just because the she's a tough character to tell, her, and it's tough to start her story any earlier than what we've seen, mm-hmm. because the majority of her like character development we got to watch, and so we would have to see her stay kind of a boring version of herself. Yeah. Um, and that that's a problem with a lot of prequels is that mm-hmm. like you have to you can't your characters can't emotionally advance past the beginning of the story you already know of them. Yeah. And. 
so I, I I don't know. Toriel would be a difficult one for me. Yeah. Um, just because she would have to kind of just stay a robotic kind of elf. Yeah. You might we might see a cameo of her in like a, a military scene or something like that, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, that's Toriel. She's one of our best rangers or something like that. Yeah. But like, I don't think that she would have an emotional arc in the show. Yeah, you're right. That's um, right. in news of we talked yesterday about some shows moving. Uh, the Tomorrow War is a major feature film that was believed to be coming out in theaters this year. It looks like that is going to be headed to a streaming service, which is kind of crazy because The Tomorrow Oof. War has an incredible cast. Uh, Chris Pratt is the lead, uh, along with J.K. Simmons, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, Betty Gilpin, and uh, Marilyn Rajskub. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, girl. I'm so sorry. Um, but uh, this movie was supposed to be a huge, huge film. And it looks like it went to a bidding war for the streaming services. And Amazon uh, Prime looks to be winning that. Mm -hmm. uh, currently putting in a bid of $200 million for the film. Uh, the film has a really... I, I really love the premise. I have no idea how this is going to work. But the premise for the movie is... Uh, it's directed by the Lego Batman movie's Chris McKay. I love the Lego Batman movie. That one is hilarious. Um, the Tomorrow War is set in the near future and focus on humanity's war against an invading alien race. When scientists find a way to enlist soldiers from the past, the hope is that Earth might finally be able to turn the tide. So I think, I think that the premise of this movie is that we're going to fight aliens by bringing in war heroes from Earth's past, which sounds so fun. Yeah, that is what it sounds like. <laughs> like... Like, we're gonna go get, like, like, Achilles or something? Like... That's what I want. I, I have a feeling... I have a feeling this is... It's gonna be less fun than I want it to be. Yeah. But I really want it to be Earth is being invaded, and so we go get, like, the Spartans from 300. From 300. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Or we, like... Just go get Napoleon for, like, Strategy. giggles. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but seriously, no, but that's what I would want. I would want to be like, all right, we're going to get the greatest, like, strategic minds together for this fight, and we're going to bring Napoleon to the present, and he spends the entire movie being like, what is this? Sacre bleu. <laughs> what is this? A telephone? No. Like, yeah, it'd just be so confused. Like, oh my God. Dark Dispatch says the Dirty Dozen in space. I mean, Chris Pratt, wasn't Chris Pratt in a Dirty Dozen remake or a Magnificent Seven or... He's in a remake of one of those movies. So it basically is that. I, I, I just, I, I, the, I get why they made this movie. The premise sounds great. It sounds like you could have so much fun with it. Yes. It also sounds like it could go horribly wrong. Oh, a thousand percent. So, oh, oh my God. A 10,000 percent. This could go, this could be a train wreck. Yeah. And I would still be there for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, he was in Magnificent Seven. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the name is. It's like I don't know. What um, Mim Mim One Eleven says sounds like what I wanted from Bill and Ted. I I you wanted a battle sequence in Mil Bill and Ted, Mim. Just a war for humanity. The plot of the plot of Bill and Ted is that they have to write a song to save humanity. I don't know that I wanted like Achilles to suddenly start be like ripping people's heads off. Just think God. of Army of Darkness. You know what? Army of Darkness is great. That that if this if this movie has the tone of Army of Darkness, I'm I'm fully in. Yeah. Okay. You I have no idea what the it's a uh, Evil Dead three. Oh. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Uh, it sounds like Cowboys and Aliens with Daniel Craig. Weird. Here's the thing. That movie is that movie doesn't work, but I I liked it. I've never seen it, but my family loves it. It doesn't work. Like it just it it's not what you want it to be. But it is good. It's I don't know. I don't know how to describe Cowboys and Aliens. Okay. But like I liked it, and I know that most people didn't. Yeah, I was like, I think that movie got a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it did. It did. Alright. It definitely, it, that movie had the vibe of, like, Daniel Craig gets the alien thing, and then he's just, like, really good at using it, and you're like, alright. Okay. We're not gonna take any time, we're not, we're not gonna take any time to analyze this. Alright. Alright, y'all, we only have one, uh, we only have one last news story today. Uh, but before we get to it, Clarus is gonna make up the news. No! Mm, why? I've already done it like three times this week. <laughs> we just do it every day now, and it's no. amazing. Fine, I'll, you can have tomorrow off. Okay. No, you can't. Tomorrow's the 69th episode. You definitely have to make up some news tomorrow. Oh my god. Ah! Um. I. Don't know. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> this is going well. I don't know. I'm not ready for this. I'm mm-hmm. not ready for this. Um, <laughs> the news is that blondes scientifically have more fun. <laughs> it's been proven. Oh, how did they prove that? What was the method? There was a laboratory with test subjects, and they didn't know they were being tested on. It was actually a remake of, like, Disneyland, um, and people thought they were in Disneyland, but they were actually in, like, a little rat maze. And so the, um, the scientists developed this, um, uh, they put the technology in the little, like, mouse ears, mm-hmm. and they, like, like, scanned your brain while you were enjoying the theme park, and they've determined that the level of fun, um, the, the, the max capacity is higher in the moment. Max capacity. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. And that's the news. I need to ask follow-up questions when you do the Make Up the News segment, because that was amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to come up with something better than that. But you helped me out, and I appreciate it, because I didn't know where that was going. Oh, my God. You heard it here first, folks. If okay. uh, if you're a blonde in Disneyland, you have more fun. But uh, no, my, friend, my friend Liz is going to be really happy to hear that. <laughs> the Glitter Warrior, you know who you are. You're not watching this show. Just send her the YouTube link. Yeah, I will, I will. Um, yeah, that was definitely not where I expected that to go. Mm-mm. But, um, you know, that's the news. You, Fake sometimes news. You that's don't, not real. We have to be very clear. Sometimes you don't expect the, the news to play out the way that it does. In the middle of making it up. But <laughs> Y'all, in our last news story of the day, Kevin Feige says that Marvel has its cinematic universe planned out through 2029. Wow, okay. So here's the here's the question of the day. So do, do you s- think that involves an Avengers movie before the end of June 2025? Nope, I think it'll be after. And I also think that like um 
I think DC needs to take a page out of that book so that their continuity isn't such a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's, here's, here's what he's saying, basically, that they make sure that their plan, which can change, mm -hmm. but their plan is always five or six years past what they've announced. Whew. Wow. Yeah, yeah. okay. <clears throat> which makes sense. Honestly, if you're going to have that much money on the on the line oh yeah it makes sense to you know have these they probably have scripts for almost all of those films already that's wild yeah uh what are the stakes for that bet we haven't figured it out yet dark dispatch yeah the bet is up but we haven't figured out what's at stake shin is bringing up okay y'all we don't usually talk about rumors but there is a rumor that toby Maguire will play uncle ben in the mcu in spider-man 3 and that he will then also play so he will be Tom Holland's Uncle Ben, and then he will also, in the multiverse, come back as his Peter Parker. And so there will be, like, a flashback to uh, uh, losing Uncle Ben in this movie, and then uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker will meet the past Peter Parker, which is also played by Tobey Maguire, so that there's that, like, connection between the two, that, like, oh my god, you look like my Uncle Ben who I lost. How would you feel about that? Uh, I could see them doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, it is still a rumor, so obviously this yeah. is not, like, confirmed in any way, shape, or form, but, yeah, I could, I could absolutely see that happening. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, like, change the story in any way, it's just, like, a, like, nice little extra touch, I think. Yeah. And I, I can't see why I wouldn't want it, so. And Tobey Maguire is of an age where he could play that mm -hmm. convincingly like you know and and nothing against him i'm not trying to like age shame him but no, you know he is he's uh, he's the right age to pull that off yeah i could see it happening um i don't necessarily need it i don't ever need to see the this universe's uncle ben yeah you know we we, we watched that happen twice already in uh spider-man and amazing spider-man i don't like need them to it, it's the same thing with batman's parents i don't need to see batman's parents die again yeah we've seen it we get it um but if if they were going to do an uncle ben thing in this universe i think this would actually be the best way to do it it would be interesting it would be an interesting way to handle finally revealing what happened to the uncle ben in this universe mm -hmm. because you know a huge part of spider-man has always been that he feels guilt over his uncle's death and that he's a part of it I thought Amazing Spider-Man kind of messed that up by not making Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as responsible. Um, but obviously Tobey Maguire's very much is. And um, I would like to see them bring back that concept and that guilt that drives a lot of why Spider-Man behaves the way that he does. Yeah. And why he carries the responsibility that he does. Yeah. Um, and not it just being like, well, Iron Man told me to. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, I think that if they're going to bring back an Uncle Ben sequence, this would actually be a really touching way to do it. And yeah. I think that it would be nice. It would also be a nice moment later on in the film when he runs into the old Peter Parker and he's like, Uncle Ben. And, you know, they, they get to have that, like, touchdown moment between the two of them. And then I cry. Yeah, that would be, that would definitely be, like, a tearjerker. Oh, I, I would weep. Yeah. I, I can definitely see them doing it. Weep. I kind of hope they do, actually. I feel like that would be nice. It would be kind of nice. You know, would, I'm, I'm into it. It would give them a, a connection. What family know. member of um, Peter Parker's is Andrew Garfield going to play then? Should he be Tom Holland's dad? And then... No. No, that's it. That, that's where we're drawing the line. And that's where we're ending the show, y'all. This was a fun one. Thank you so much for being here. If you are watching on our YouTube or catching this on our podcast feed, you can watch the Nightly Morning Show live on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. And you can also catch me playing video games there later tonight. I'm going to be starting my Red Dead Redemption 2 run. 
for the first time. Very excited about that. But you're also a streamer. I am a streamer. A streamer. Um, I'll be streaming uh, later today, uh, starting around 1 o'clock Eastern. Mm -hmm. uh, Wednesdays are a little earlier for me because um, I have D&D on Wednesday nights. Um, so yeah, let's play some video games. Some video games. What are you playing? Hades, maybe? <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, but you're not surprised because what else would a Clarus be playing these days? Um, as always... My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get uh, do... You could? You do it. My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.